This is the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast, presented by Fantazzle for all your fantasy sports needs. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast. I'm Justin Berniski. I'm joined via Skype by Salman Varani. It's third time the charm. Yeah, uh, we took a couple takes on that opening, uh, but now we're good to roll. Uh, we're going to be talking playoff football. Uh, Salman's a big Houston fan. Uh, how long have you been a fan of Houston? Huge Houston fan. I mean, since I was born. Let's you know, let's date myself in '84. Uh, I'm pretty sure I came out of the womb wearing a Texans jersey. Not true because back then we were the Oilers. But uh, huge Houston sports fan. You know, grew up watching the Rockets, the Oilers, the Astros, and nothing else to really say. You know, I've been a Houston and Texas boy my whole life. Went to UT sir. You know, huge Longhorn fan. So. But I'm excited about the Texans, like each and every other Houstonian today. Like, today is a beautiful day. Saturday morning, January 7th, 2012, Houston, Texas is a beautiful day. So, I mean, this is obviously the Texans' first appearance in the postseason. How, I mean, you got a pretty good matchup. The Bengals were definitely not a team expected to be here. How are you feeling about this game? Is there anything in particular in the matchup that you're looking at you think, this is where the Texans are going to win this game? Well, see, okay, I, I, I'm a huge Houston sports fan. I'm, I try to stay as positive as possible, but I'm a realist. Winning and losing to me is not a big deal. Like, I'm happy to hear. I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear. Like, you know, when Shaw went down, you know, I, I'm pretty sure all of us were like, crap, the season's, you know, gone. But luckily the defense has kept us in it. Uh, what I'm excited to see today is just a, a great football game, an exciting football game. I mean, the last time these two teams played, it went down to the very final play at the very final seconds, I believe, you know. So, I mean, I'm just excited to see a great game. I want to see how, you know, Yates performs. I want to see how Dalton performs for the Bengals. You know, a Katie kid from Houston, like, you know, he's going to have his supporters there as well, his family, his friends. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just looking forward to seeing a great game today. What about you? I mean, I definitely think the uh, – well, you know, I like what I've seen out of Yates. I, I feel like the answer here for Houston is definitely the run game. I expect them to, you know – sort of limit Yates. I don't think he's going to have more. I mean, granted, in the past happy NFL this, you know, that we've been seeing, he'll probably still get, you know, 30 attempts. But I still expect, you know, as far as the average this year in the NFL, 30 is pretty low. I expect them to see, the you know, at least, you know, 30 uh, rushing attempts as well. Uh, you know, just a lot of Arian Foster, uh, a little bit of Ben Tate in there. And so that's kind of where I see the Texans, uh, you know, winning this game on offense. And then, you know, just harassing Dalton. Uh, you know, he is a rookie, and this is his first postseason, and I don't anticipate him having a great postseason. Uh, you know, he looked pretty, you know, like he struggled in that last game against Baltimore uh, heading into the postseason. You know, it was sort of a must-win, and they couldn't pull it out. Um, so I'm I'm curious uh, to kind of see how those, those rookies perform, but I kind of expect Houston to take it off, their, you know, not to lean on their rookie so much because they've got that great run game there. Um, yeah, I agree. Talking about Yates, how do you feel about him as a long-term solution? Uh, you know, is he someone you would want to see replacing Matt Schaub, or do you still have a lot of faith in Schaub going forward? Uh, I mean, I don't think I'm in the minority when I say it don't have a lot of faith in Matt Schaub. Uh, and I feel like in the past, you know, he's kind of always, you know, just kind of crumbled under the pressure. Like, I don't know if he's really been in those big pressure situations. Like last season, I remember a game against Baltimore on national TV 
uh, I think it was Monday Night Football, and we ended up losing, I think, either in the fourth quarter or in overtime, he throws a pick for a touchdown. And I don't know. I mean, I just always kind of had a not a great feeling about Matt Schaub. Uh, do I see him as, as Schaub as the long-term answer? No. Do I see Yates as the long-term answer? Possibly. I don't know. He's a young kid. Uh, I Honestly, like a lot of people did not hear a lot about him in college. I know he went to North Carolina. I uh, didn't watch a lot of his footage there, but I, what I've heard is that, you know, he took a lot of hits, like he's calm under pressure, like took a lot of hits in the in the pocket. Uh, I mean, he looks like a strong kid to me. I mean, the way he played in his first, what, two games as a starter, three games as a starter, he did really, really well. And, you know, brought us to, I think, two come behind, bent, come behind wins or one for sure against the Bengals. Um, but, I mean, I like what I've seen so far. He's young. We'll see. But. I don't know, both of these guys I don't feel are, like, that star quarterback, like a Cam Newton. Like, if we had any chance of getting, like, Andrew Luck or somebody like that, you know, through trade or whatever, I'd be for it, you know? All right. I mean, there are a couple guys coming out, you know, this year. Robert Griffin III is obviously a name. I'll be interested to kind of see where he ends up uh, scouting out. But uh, my inclination is that he's going to be a little bit later in the first round. So he's the kind of guy a playoff team might be able to pick up. Would that be someone, you know, as a Texas fan, you know, it, cheering in the Big 12? You've obviously seen a little bit of Griffin. Um, how? I mean, would you that be someone you'd be excited by? Or would you rather give uh, Yates a couple more years? I mean, since he is, this is just his first year. He didn't even, he went through camp, but he didn't get, you know, first team reps. Uh, until until uh, Shab went down, um, so uh, quite quite a few questions there. So would I be excited about Robert Griffin? Absolutely. Uh, the kid is a stud. Um, I mean, if we could draft him, yeah. Like I don't care where. I mean, we should definitely try drafting the kid. If it is late in the first round and he drops there, I don't know. Uh, but would I be excited about him? Yes. I mean, he has the potential to be a star. You know. For Yates, uh, I mean, definitely, like, give him a few years to kind of, you know, see where he ends up. Like, he's just a rookie. Like, this is just his, what, fifth game, you know? I say, you know who did it right? Like, I've been watching, you know, some Sports Center and NFL Network. Like, the San Diego Chargers did it right. They had Drew Brees, and they slowly brought along Phillip Rivers. You know, like, that's the right way to kind of develop a quarterback. So, you know, in the ideal situation, Shaw would be playing, and Yates would be, you know, sitting back and learning and getting better. Um, I mean, the same story for Matt Leinert. Like, you know, he needed a situation like this where he's learning from a, a veteran like Schaub and, you know, progressively getting better. And I guess that chance to, you know, take over. And he had his chance, but unfortunately the injury happened to Leinert as well. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see what happens with the eights. You know, if, honestly, who knows what's going to happen next season. But I'm excited about today. Uh, you know, I, I'm really, really, I mean, like every other Houstonian, what, our first playoff game since 93, like a football playoff game. Like it's, it's momentous. If, so what would be your prediction? Let's go there. What's your prediction for today? What do, what do you think is going to be the outcome? Uh, and sort of how do you see it shaking down? My prediction for today, like I could sleep in, you know, the happiest state tonight if the Texans blow out the Bengals, uh, the defense, you know, tears up Dalton, like sacks him, you know, five to six times minimum, uh, maybe even gets a few defensive touchdowns or the offense. I mean, we'll see, like you, you mentioned earlier, like I feel like we're pretty one-dimensional. Like Yates has shown he can throw the ball. Like, you know, we still have that play-action bootleg that works really well. But, I mean, I'm sure the defenses, you know, know of those plays by now. So 
we'll see what happens. I hope the offense can put some sort of scoring drives together today, but it's really going to come down to the defense. Uh, so ideally, Texans blow them out. What I think is going to happen is another close game, similar to the game against the Bengals earlier this year. Uh, and, and hopefully uh, the Texans are winning it again uh, in the fourth quarter. So let me put you down. Let me nail you down to a score. What are you going to get? Uh, what do you think the final here is? Oh, wow. Do you know what the line is on this game? Um, I want to say like three and a half. It'll come down to a field goal. My guess would be not a very high scoring game. You know, with two rookie QBs, I would say, I don't know, 17-14 Texans. Wow. So really low scoring. All right. What do you say? I mean, I'm pulling for the Texans. I I think the Texans win this one. Uh, I I think the run game will be a little bit stronger. And they'll probably, I mean, they can definitely pull out, you know, I mean, the last week, you know, they didn't have a great game, but they weren't even really trying to beat Tennessee. And then they, you know, pull that one out of a hat. So, and, you know, and that was with Jake DeLome in there. So hopefully you won't have to go to Jake DeLome again because that just, you know, that experiment is come and gone. So I would probably go, I think it would be 21-14. I think they get a win by a touchdown. Um, you know, so that's, I think that's what I'll go with. Uh, so uh, I, mean, I like the sound of that. Yeah, it'll be a little less of a. Well, it'll be close. I mean, it's not. I don't think either team here is going to get way up. But you know, there are several other teams, obviously, in the playoffs that have the potential to put up forty points in a given game, and I don't think either of these teams are those. Uh, Agreed. So. Yeah, we're, we're no Green Bay or New Orleans. No, no, no. So if they win, they'll be going on to Baltimore. How do you feel? Any thoughts on that uh, matchup looking forward? Uh, Houston at Baltimore. I know it's getting a little past the present, but... uh... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I said earlier, being a Houston sports fan, I'm a realist, and I do not want to get ahead of myself and jinx it like I did in our fantasy football season this year. Uh, So I would decline to comment on that question. Wow. All right. Well, then let's talk the rest of the game this weekend. Uh We've also got the uh, Saints uh, Lions later today. How you feel? Any thoughts on that lineup? Uh, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, it's at New Orleans. Yep. Correct. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I see New Orleans pulling it out. I mean, New Orleans is obviously a talented veteran team. I mean, Drew Brees is a stud, uh, but the Lions are also young and up 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 and comers, like you know the Texans are. So. I'm interested to see how Stafford, Calvin Johnson, you know, those guys do against uh, New Orleans and their defense. But uh, I think New Orleans is going to pull it out for the veteran team that, I mean, they had a great season this year, right? I don't, I don't know what their record was, but. Yeah, no, I mean, New Orleans, uh, I want to say finished 13-3. and three. I mean, yeah, but New Orleans has definitely been a pretty high-powered offense. Uh, and they've been sort of clicking of late. They, you know, they pull, uh, not only did they win, like, Eight of their last their, their last eight games in a row. They also uh, managed to win them all uh, and beat the spread in those games, which is I you know even harder to do because they tend to you know the spread usually they try and pick it so it's going to be a little bit harder for the win you know it's going to be a little bit more of a crapshoot. But if you were betting on New Orleans the last several weeks, uh, yeah, they ended up thirteen and three. Uh, they, I mean, they lost out on the first round by because of a tiebreaker, San Francisco. And I think, yeah, it's going to be hard for them to uh, 
lose to the Lions just because they've got more of a defense. That defense tends to prey on, uh, you know, getting inter- turnovers. And, you know, once their offense gets them a lead and they're playing at home where they've, you know, they've, you know, recently they've been able to do fairly well on the turf. They've definitely looked a lot better there. Right. It'll be interesting in the sense that, uh, you know, can set, you know, can they keep up? Uh, can the Lions keep up? And can that de- I mean, that defense people you know felt pretty good about, but has just been so inconsistent. Uh, you know, Sue is a guy that people love, but then you know he's just had all this controversy around him. So you know, and there's it's just really young. So it'll be interesting to kind of see, especially for the future, because I think you know is this a sort of one year anomaly or is this a team that's really here to stay? Um, you know, because we I mean we saw um, a team like. Uh, Tampa Bay go from being you know ten and six just missing the playoffs last year to four and twelve this year uh, bottom of you know their division uh, so it'll you know can the Lions sort of sustain this in the long run do they have the pieces there or you know was this sort of the one year thing I don't I don't know I I kind of feel like I have to believe in Stafford and Johnson uh, will give them a little bit more long term success but um, I guess we'll see. Any way you would pick the Lions in this game? Um, I mean, it could happen. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, any given Sunday or in today's case a Saturday, any team can win. So, I mean, you know, the Lions pull it together and Stafford plays under, you know, duress and stays calm and, uh, you know, puts together a few touchdown drives against that Saints defense. It's possible. You know, because I mean, like you said earlier, Sue. On, I mean, as a as Big Twelve fans, I mean, you, you got to love the kid. The kid is just an animal, and you know, he gets the label as a dirty player. But I, I mean, I find it exciting. I find it good football. Like the kid just plays hard. So, you know, if his defense, if he can, you know, him and the Lions defense can put some pressure on Breeze, you know, put him in some bad situations, get some turnovers, it's possible. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's definitely that. Um, if, if they did pull it off, it would be the second year in a row that the New Orleans lose in the first round of the playoffs when they were favored by double digits. So uh, that would definitely be tough for the New Orleans crowd to swallow. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good stat there. Nice work there, JB. Oh, yeah. I did some real <laughs> digging to pull that one up. You really uh, did. I'm impressed. So, I mean, I think the big difference, though, was last year they were playing, uh, you know, on the road. Uh, Seattle is a far underrated um home field advantage and i think you know at playing at home it's just much less likely that they're gonna collapse have a collapse of that stature so for uh, sure and i mean breeze i mean he's been there before this isn't his first rodeo i mean he's i i see the uh the saints winning it easily yeah definitely a lot of points though uh i know uh people are saying the over under is like 59 points oh wow uh, which is yeah. pretty high yeah, no, that is. Uh, I mean, and that's I see that happening. Like, it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, it's it's hard to take the under there, uh, just because even if you know the New Orleans defense does manage to hold the Lions for three quarters by the fourth quarter, they just don't. You know, they're up by twenty-five and they don't really care. So, you know, then the Lions pull off you know two, three easy touchdowns and you know make it close, and suddenly you're way over that. So, yeah. Um, what about Sunday? How are you feeling? Let's start with the Giants Atlanta game. How you feeling? How would you pick that game to finish up? Um, honestly, I don't know a lot about 
either team. Like, I mean, we, we played the, the Texans played the Falcons earlier this year. Um, actually, I think it was Yates' first game as a starter or second game as a starter. And, I mean, the Texans won. So knowing that and knowing that the Giants are always pretty stout and, you know, Eli Manning, like, you know, Peyton's younger brother doesn't get a lot of attention, even though he's already won a Super Bowl. Like, I see the Giants handling business at home. Um, I don't know, the Falcons, for some reason, I don't know, they just, they're supposed to be a great team. Like, they're kind of like the Texans. Every year you talk about them, you're like, oh, this year, you know, the Falcons are going to be really good. And I don't know, I just haven't seen it. So I see the Giants handling business. All right. I, uh, I'll decline to comment. I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I feel like uh, the pieces are kind of coming together, but they've been incredibly inconsistent. I mean, this is a team that, you know, like needed to win, you know, win out the year to kind of secure that playoff spot. And then uh, went and lost to uh, Washington at home. When you get swept by the Washington Redskins, it's just never a good sign. Uh, so, I mean, while I, you know, I want to be excited and want to believe, and you know, I'm definitely going to be cheering for them the whole game, it's going to be, you know, there's always that sort of doubt in the back of my mind. Granted, it almost seems like the Giants tend to thrive on that doubt. Uh, if people don't believe in them, they tend to play better. Whereas if people expect them to win, uh, they tend to, uh, you know, sort of go, oh, well, we've got this. or Yeah, basically. So I'm hoping that they're a little upset. The line is three, and so I think maybe they'll be – I mean, that's sort of the standard home team gets three points. uh, So maybe they'll be a little offended by that, but um, who knows? Who knows? So wait, were you born and raised in the Northeast? I know you went to school to U- at UT Austin, so like, we went to school together. So what's the story there? Um, yeah, no, I was born in uh, the, in uh, New England. Um, I grew up a Giants fan uh, because my uh, grandfather was a Giants fan. Uh, uh-huh. And so he was cheered for the Giants before the Patriots existed. And so I've kind of inherited that. Um, I later, you know, I later moved to Texas uh, for middle school, high school. So uh, I'm also a Longhorn fan. So I'm kind of a little bit all over the place, but um, that's good. You know. um, but no, it's the, the Giants. I mean, you felt pretty good the year that you know they destroyed you know Brady and the undefeated Patriots. Like that was a, a great year for you. Oh yeah, but I mean, the thing about that was they were a wild card. They made it in the playoffs as a wild card. And they weren't favored. I mean, they beat Tampa Bay at home. They beat the Cowboys, who were the division winner, at home. And they beat Green Bay. Sorry, all on the road. Um, yeah. And then they beat Green Bay at Lambeau when it was incredibly cold, you know, which is never supposed to happen, right? I mean, Brett Favre mm-hmm. was, you know, a million and zero at home when it was below freezing or whatever. So, uh, and then the Patriots, obviously another team that no one gave them any chance to beat. And it was almost like, because they got no respect, they were that much more prepared to win it. Uh, and so I'm, that's, it's almost like this first game is the biggest concern because they're at home. They were the division winner. Uh, will they kind of come in with too much, uh, you know, so, you know, belief that oh we got this and then they won't play as well as they should i don't know but i'm hoping that they there there's something for them to be upset about because otherwise it, they just tend not to play that hard so um, oh, for sure. 
I caught the end of the, the that last game against the Cowboys, and uh, they were definitely playing like they were upset. Like I think I saw Tuck get like a really good sack on Romo, and, and I felt really good about it. Being a Houston guy, I hate Dallas, and so I don't know. Hopefully, you know they bring that same sort of energy and Tuck and uh, you know the rest of the Giants defense. Who else is in there on the defense? The big name uh, Pierre Paul is looking good, and then. Uh, OCU Minora. I mean, the, right. that's where their that defensive line is kind of all healthy for the first time all year. Um, yeah. I mean, Minora was kind of dealing with a uh, hamstring injury. Uh, Tuck has been out in and out with some back problems. Uh, you know, and Pierre Paul is just kind of blown up this year. And so, if they can all stay in there, I think they can definitely harass Matty Ice and uh, you know make his blood boil a little bit. Yeah, that's that's the hope. Yeah. Finally, Denver Pittsburgh. Let's get. Uh, this is a game. You know, I think where a lot of people. I mean, Pittsburgh is getting a lot of respect. Eight and a half points right now uh, on the line. But I mean, this is a. You know, they're going to Denver. They're. You know, they're just banged up. They don't. Um, looks like Mendenhall's out. Roethlisberger can barely. You know, move around at all. And Denver's at home, which is a huge advantage. So. I mean, do you? How are you feeling about this game? And I mean, where are you going to pick this? I mean, you, you forgot to mention the most important part of this game. Like, there's one thing that Pittsburgh does not have on their side, uh, which is Jesus. I mean, come on! I mean, they got this, right? I mean, Tebow and Jesus. This game's in the bag. Like, I don't even know why you would even think that Pittsburgh's going to win. Oh, yeah. No, I. Don't I... I don't know if you can sense the sarcasm there. I just a little bit of a little bit of humor. I don't know, but I mean, to some extent, you what I think faith brings to the game for Tebow is that he, you know, just sort of having this unrelenting belief in something, that sort of passion. It takes a certain kind of person to really just go one hundred percent, you know, without question into something, believing in it. And I think he kind of brings that same sort of belief to his playing that. I can win. I, you know, any situation we can win, there's not any doubt in his mind. And I think having that kind of um, approach to a football game gives him the same kind of, you know, gives his teammates confidence in him. Uh, you know, they don't look in his eyes in the fourth quarter and go, uh-oh, this guy's anxious. He, do, he can't do it. He, you know, he comes in and, um, you know, unfortunately, it seems like it takes him three quarters to figure it out. Uh, but in this game, the way Pittsburgh's uh, offense is banged up, he may have three quarters to get kind of get it all pulled together, and then you know, so that fourth quarter could be could play a big part. I'm still gonna have I have to pick Pittsburgh in this one. I just don't. I have to believe that they find a way to contain him. Uh, I feel like you know John Fox has pulled out all the tricks on offense to try and get Tebow. Uh, into situations where he can succeed, but I think the Pittsburgh defense will be able to game plan for that and shut him down. Uh, but I mean, are you? Would you pick the other way? Are you willing to go out on a limb? And um, here's here's the most important question for Pittsburgh fans: Is is Ben Roethlisberger allowed to go out tonight in Denver? Because if he is, it's it's a problem. The Mile High City, you know, Kobe's had issues there. I don't know if Roethlisberger's going to survive tonight. Um, as far as the game goes, honestly, uh, I do not care who wins. Uh, I know it's, I don't know. I mean, as a football fan, like, I, I always want to just see a good game. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, honestly. This game is the, the 
this of the four games this weekend, this game is the one I care the least about. Like I, I, I like Tebow. Like like you were saying earlier, like you got to have that confidence. Like you got to believe in yourself. But I feel like each and every NFL player should feel that way. It's just Tebow vocalizes it more. Um, so yeah, like we'll we'll see what happens in this game. Not not that into it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, any uh, do you have any last thoughts you want to share with our podcast listeners out there? Can we talk about how? I was supposed to be on earlier this season. Like, this is a fantasy football podcast, right? Like, we were supposed to have, like, a fantasy football discussion at some point, and that, that never happened, and I kind of want to end on that. Can we end on that? Definitely. Um, so we're in a – just for our listeners out there, we're in a fantasy football league together. Uh, it did not go so well for me this year. I, uh, my uh, prediction of Jamal Charles is the number one overall pick. Uh, definitely hurt me in a lot of leagues. And then to go ahead with my second running back, uh, as McFadden did not pan out well. Um, I mean, he was definitely looking like the smart choice early on, but uh, injury uh, injury bug got me this year, uh, and so I did not have the best year. Um, yeah. Is there something else? I know that, uh, one week in particular, uh, you were rather you were, you felt it was rather humorous that my team name, uh, which was Hello Dolly. Uh, and I I drafted Roy Hallou, uh, but dropped him the week before he went off in a game where I kind of needed him to play well, and then still managed to pull off the victory with a you know dismal number of points. Um, yeah, against against the commish who uh, was undefeated. We, we, we will not name unless you want to, but uh, the commish who was supposed to be on the podcast as well. We were supposed to have a, a big fantasy podcast, and it, it never panned out. But uh, yeah, that that is exactly. Thank you for refreshing my memory on that. I forgot the whole Hello Dolly and you dropped them, and that was that was a great week to have had a podcast. Yeah, and um, you guys put up yeah, like a, it was a high scoring event. It was like fifty six to fifty two. You know, it was it was it was a great matchup that week. It was yeah. a defensive matchup in a fantasy league that week. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, no, I mean this is a league where the average score is probably uh, what eighty five ninety on any given yeah. week. So fifty is pretty dismal. Um, yeah. So but what I mean, I jinxed myself in this league. I mean, this was, I think, my, we've been doing this for what, four or five years now? Yeah, something like that. Somewhere around there? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, this was this was my first top two finish, so I, I have nothing to brag or complain about. You, you have, right? Yeah, I think I finished second three years ago. So, do you have any uh, fantasy, any anything in particular about you did different this year that got you in the top two that you feel, uh, you know, that you would want to fa- share with fantasy listeners out there? I mean, see, I, I mean, I took a, I took a risk on a, a rookie that you kind of, you know, made me feel bad about before the season started. I took a risk on AJ Green, and I was like, this receiver might be a stud. And I remember before the season started, you made some sort of comment where I was like, I, who's my QB this year? Uh, I don't even remember who my QB was. I think it was Philip Rivers. You made some sort of comment about Philip Rivers and how I had AJ Green and yeah, you know, I guess it turned out pretty well. I mean, I finished second, but nothing, like I said, nothing to brag about. But, uh, no, I mean, what I did different this year, I don't know, take, you know, just honestly nothing. I don't even, I don't really have a draft strategy, you know. I just kind of just go in and take who I think is the best available and go from there. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's the great thing about fantasy football. It definitely, uh, you can do all the prep work you want uh, and then still uh, not finish um, as high as someone who just wings it. So um, exactly, yeah. 
Case in point this season and you versus me. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say, I, I, I like your blog. I like your podcast. Props to you for doing what you do. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we can, uh, maybe we'll have you on again, talk whatever, and uh, definitely maybe before the next fantasy football season, kind of uh, maybe we can get you to talk a little draft strategy, uh, get you to do a little planning this for next or, year. Or lack of strategy, yes. I can definitely be back. Thank you for having me, JB. I no appreciate problem. it. Go Texans. Hopefully speak to you soon, kind sir. All right. Sounds like a plan, man. Thank you for listening to the FantasyFootballSportal.com podcast. For more content, check out FantasyFootballSportal.com or Fantazzle.com for all your fantasy sports needs.